0: All right, let's do this. You ready, Art? Ready, Freddy. All right, here we go with the uh the intro.
1: Street gospel, light of the
0: temple. Short swing, kill a from the ghetto. The hood messenger, let him know hell's close. Black burial, the devil in a black cloak. Street gospel, light up the temple. Saw a swing, kill a from the ghetto
2: The hood messenger, let him know how's close Blackberry,
0: or oh, the devil in a black cloak Yo, what is up, what is up? We want to welcome you to the Street Gospel Podcast I'm your host, Dave One And this is episode number... Camel, what episode is this? Nine This is episode number nine So we got through now... One through eight been solid. A lot of solid guests. A lot of different people. We've had a shoe guy, a UFC guy, political teacher. We've had um, Chill Aguilar. Last one, you know. So we're just keeping the ball rolling today. But today we just want to. Oh, if you notice today, for those of you watching on YouTube, we got uh, some new lighting. So the the Street Gospel podcast is starting to come up little by little I know we had a lot of uh, friends that have told me Hey Dave, you gotta step it up on the video I mean, we, we're on a budget, everybody we, we're, we're getting there, you know So we got some better lighting in here And uh, so our guest gets to celebrate the first day of the better lighting today But uh, let's get straight into the guest, you know Because um, that's what it's about, the guest on this show and uh, I got a little intro music we go into a little bit And, uh, you know, this guy I've probably known him about I don't know, like 15 years maybe I don't know, somewhere like that He's um, a father He's a husband He's a attorney at law A public defender He says he does jujitsu But I've never seen him do it But he says he does it somewhere. I I would like to see him do it one day. Uh, But he's an all-around good guy, and I thought he'd have some good insight on uh, a few things. And uh, I wanted to welcome him to the Street Gospel Podcast. So if you can welcome Arturo Pena. What up, my G?
2: What's up, champ? How you doing?
0: Good, man. So I finally got you in here.
2: Finally. Finally. (laughs) I'm digging the place, man. Thanks, man. That's legit.
0: We're trying bro we're trying I mean me and Camo been um just trying to put this together little by little i I think I think every episode we added something you know whether it was the the desk whether it was um you know the lighting you know the backdrop whatever it may be we always added something
2: yeah this is a fresh studio man thanks really man. digging in
0: appreciate it so you were uh in court today, what happened today, man? What's going on today,
2: man? Tough day, tough day in the courthouse. You know, typical hearing, contested disposition. You know, for those that don't know, it's, it's almost like a sentencing. You know, for juvenile kids. But
0: yeah, just another day in the office. What 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 is a what is a long day for you at the office?
2: Uh, show up at the courtroom approximately eight forty five nine a m not get out of there till 4.
0: So you got a, a pretty much 9 to 5
2: job. Yeah, it's pretty much 9 to 5.
0: I mean, do you ever have to take that home with you? That job? Absolutely. I mean, you got to prep and all that stuff, right?
2: Let's say you're in trial. Yeah. You know, you're pretty much living that case until the trial's over. Pretty much. Yeah. You're you're thinking about the case at 3:30 in the morning, you
0: know. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so that kind of <laughs> think about this. Good. Let's say you're the defendant, and you're being charged with a crime. All right. And you're looking at prison. Okay. And you're in the middle of trial. I guarantee you no one's sleeping peacefully like a baby. Right. You're thinking about the outcome. What's right. gonna happen?
0: I just think that for a public defender, once he goes home, he punches out and he's out of there.
2: Absolutely not. Okay. There's a lot of misconceptions I, when it comes to I uh, mean, public defender criminal defense work.
0: Yeah, I I feel like, you know, hey, that's a good sign right there I mean, I mean let me ask you a question though is everybody like that
2: you know i th- i think it's just like any uh, any other gig any other job you have individuals that you know
0: it's just a job care.
2: yeah absolutely right and, and you you see those those people but for the most part i, I want to say 95 percent of the people are you know they're on it right you know what I'm saying they're, they're trying to do their best and 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 putting in a lot of work so
0: so so i got i did a little research on you Little, I, I I dove in a little bit deeper. You know, right. I, I try to do that with some of my guests. You know, so make make sure we get all the details. Now, I heard you decided as a young kid that you wanted to be an attorney.
2: That's right.
0: How old were you? And um, why an attorney? I don't really see kids unless they're watching Judge Judy or something or or, or uh, LA Law that wanted to be a, an attorney. <laughs>
2: well, I'll tell you, times have changed. Because if you ask my kids what they want to do, one of them wants to say a gamer. The other one wants to say, I want (laughs) to, you know, produce videos on YouTube. You know, times have changed, right? Right. So we're talking back, you know, I was born in 77. I'm 43 now. So, you know, early 80s, mom, dad asks you, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. Right. It was either doctor, lawyer. Right. Right astronaut you know something like that yeah it wasn't no gamer or you know no, no, something no. Uh, so,
0: so, what, so what do you say that are that when you're a kid like your things uh are, have expanded now to all these other <laughs> extra things right absolutely yeah, yeah, like a lot more creativity right, now
2: right and it was back in the days but yeah since a very young age and i want to say elementary like let's say maybe man first grade
0: really yeah why that young like how did you know
2: you know, because most kids add, in first I, I,
0: grade don't know about what an attorney or our lawyer does. Right.
2: It was about money. That's what okay. that, that's what it was. It's like who makes money, and back then, you know, you were already your thinking parents. Like
1: that?
2: Yeah. They, so, Gee. so you would ask, "All right, who makes money?" And you know, lawyer, doctor. Th- those are the common responses common. you get. It. So then, they probably gave me a. I don't, I don't recall exactly, but I remember them. You know, giving me a, a brief explanation as to. What each of them does, and I said, "All right, I want to be a lawyer." Wow! And I remember walking into class, and I told my my teacher, I said, "Hey, listen, I want to be a lawyer. What kind of books should I be reading?" And she led me. <laughs> Clearly, she didn't know what she, you know, right. what a lawyer does or, or what type of books they should be reading. But she <laughs> brought me like a Constitution book. Look, you know, I probably read like half a page, and then just said, "Okay,
1: forget yeah. it." Yeah.
2: But yeah, uh, since a very very young age, I knew exactly what I wanted to do.
0: Now you were, you grew up here, right? But your parents are immigrants from Ecuador, Ecuador. right? Yeah, yeah.
2: So my parents, both my mom and dad, are from Ecuador. Uh, my mom's from the Galapagos Islands. My dad's from uh, the city of Guayaquil.
0: Now Galapagos is what we always see on National Geographic Channel, and exactly, stuff, right, right? exactly.
2: So one of the islands where you have people residing there, living there, that's where my mom's from. Wow, and she's currently there right now. Wow. Yeah. So we've, you know, gone uh And you my were born here honeymoon? Yeah, I was born here.
0: You were born here. Yeah. And you went back?
2: Went back, yeah, I go back, you know, and visit.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. You got a lot of family there?
2: My whole mom my mom's side of the family, everybody's from, from over there, so
0: Right on and you were born here?
2: I was born here. I was born in in White not White Memorial um Hollywood, uh can't forget, remember the hospital, but
0: in Hollywood, in Hollywood, right there.
2: Yeah, not you, Hollywood Boulevard, but in Hollywood,
0: in Hollywood. Yeah, and and I know that you were you grew up in East Los, right? Boyle, Boyle Heights, Boyle Heights, Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights. I, I I like that. I was. It's funny that you say that because even though it's East Los, if you're from Boyle Heights, you don't from say Boyle East, Lowe's, you say yeah. Boyle Heights. Absolutely. I was telling my friend that the other day. He said because I saw a shirt. He's from Inglewood. And the shirt. The shirt said, uh, "When you're from Inglewood, you don't say you're from L.A. You say you're in- from Inglewood. In- yeah, same, <laughs> same thing, thing with Boyle, Boyle Heights, Heights, right? Yeah, you're from
2: Boyle Heights. You're saying Boyle Heights.
0: So you grew up in Boyle Heights. Now the, the I'm laying some groundwork here, as you can tell, because uh, the show is basically about coming up. You know, I mean, that's what my show is about, and information. But I like to tell a good story, and I and I always wondered. I just think that when when I bring somebody in, like how did this person come up? Uh, if you if you don't know the area of Boyle Heights, any particular area in Boyle Heights, Ramona Gardens. Oh,
1: okay. So Hazard,
0: Hazard. So if you don't know the Hazard Ramona Gardens area, you're driving down the 10, headed to uh, so yeah, headed get to off on uh, Soto. Yeah, get off on Soto, but before you get there, you see those big. Tall walls, yeah, you and see all the, you see is RGB that, everywhere, right? Exactly.
2: That well, you see the train tracks, and you see the the projects there to the right hand side of the temple. So
0: floor. you grew up in the projects there. Yeah.
2: So I didn't live in the projects. I lived a couple streets away from the projects. Couple right. Streets. Yeah. But you know, unlike today, back then, all the kids played with each other. You understand know right? I me? Mean? Yeah. And you would go down the street and play with friends and friends. Not like today, but
0: just a yeah. giant one neighborhood.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, anything from the 10th freeway on Soto and Marengo all the way down to like the beginning of Lincoln Park. Okay, so that whole area. We you know we would go to Hazard Park since we were kids, played baseball there, how did you, basketball, flag football.
0: How did your family end up there, as immigrants? Is that where they, they just land? I mean, they just came to so LA originally.
2: Defend- so ri- when I was born, we were living in Glendale. I don't remember much of that and just, you know, photographs, but uh, we were living in Glendale. And then at some point we moved to Pasadena, you know, I'm four or five years old. And then we ended up, yeah, we ended up in Boyle Heights and and pretty much, you know, from the age of like, let's say seven till man, we got out of there maybe at 17, I think, actually moved out of there. Um, so it wasn't like a, a,
0: a little short span of a year and a half to survive. You are talking about ten years of being
2: ten, ten years and and the crucial years, right? Yeah, because that's where you
0: formidable years when absolutely. you yeah. absolutely, absolutely the make or break years, it,
2: absolutely. <laughs> you know that's where you are laying the foundation, and the, you know you dictate it as to where you are going to go, left or right. So,
0: know? so it is young art during those formidable years of growing up, Ramona Gardens area. Hazard Boyle Heights are you thinking I still want to be an attorney and the reason why I'm and the reason why I'm saying okay the reason why I'm saying that is because a lot of people don't see outside past their neighborhood right and when you're living in a neighborhood like Boyle Heights it it, it's very hard to see beyond the 10 freeway
2: absolutely yeah no when you're like 12 13 years old you're not thinking about your future Absolutely not it's day to day So I'll tell you this much man When I went to So when I'm in elementary um, I was a good student Good student in elementary Actually you know I had You know I was in some gifted classes I was on it Okay Everything changed When I went to junior high 7th grade Alright
1: It always does
2: I went to Al Sereno Junior high Alright Yeah Boy Heights Alright That's where everything started going downhill right. Real right. quick, yeah, that's where you start realizing who's cool who's not right it's start-
0: it's it's funny because when you go to junior high you're so innocent in sixth grade right right but from from that sixth grade you know eleven years old ten eleven years old right to the eighth graders twelve thirteen years old there was a huge difference right huge jump
1: huge
2: jump and that that that's where like you know you're starting. People are ditching, people are tagging right. on the walls. And you're and you're, like, you're, what? you're like, what's going on here? Like, you know? <laughs> you know, you're shaking, you're like, what's going on? Yeah, people starting to smoke weed. Right. You didn't even know what that is, right? Like you're an innocent kid and they just put you in here in this playground where you have more advanced kids. Yeah. And and we're talking it's a bad neighborhood, right? Right. And you know, it's also Reno Junior High. So yeah, that that that's when it started going a little bit downhill.
0: So are you are you starting to get in trouble now? Are, are your are your parents uh, by, starting to get a little worried?
2: By by the second half of, of seventh grade, I was uh, completely ditching school every single day. I actually got arrested in downtown LA because I was just catching the bus riding on the bus and and I got busted in one of the hotels. Oh, so, you're, so, so you're a rider. Around. I was a rider. I was oh. a
1: toy. Yeah.
0: I was a toy.
1: <laughs> That's hey, what you used to call hey, a
0: toys. I, I, everybody has to be a toy before they become a rider, right? Absolutely. Start, start somewhere. Every every famous rider was a toy at one time, right, right? Right. So for those of you that don't know what a rider is, they're graffiti riding on bus, tagging your name. So every everybody was was a toy at one right. time.
2: And and I I think during that time, during seventh grade, I mean, tagging was a thing, right? Yeah. You know, you had. Chaka, you know, uh, yeah. all those writers were all, it, it, I was, mean, it was a big thing. It
0: was the golden era of graffiti, yeah. of, of tagging, of graffiti. So
2: during that time, I'll tell you, like, we would wake up on the weekends on Saturday. And and so we lived right there where where they used to call it the panic zone, right off the Ten right? freeway, the yeah. big wall. You had the big MSKs, big, big old, you know, yeah. all those writers. And we would wake up early in the morning, Saturday, like by like 7 o'clock up. Boom, and try to find a marker or something and we would meet <laughs> in the train tracks a group of kids and we would just go right and and just get into trouble really i mean just,
0: that just that wall is 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 a huge landscape absolutely i mean huge Absolutely, i, mean, I, I don't there has to be i mean
2: i i think anybody there, who who wrote at the time like any of the big names yeah you know hit up that spot they know sure. the panic zone there's, sure. there's no doubt for that sure. that
0: wall has got to be like Three four inches. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's right behind the occupational layers. center. Yeah,
2: yeah, on Marengo, For those that don't know where, where it's at, but yeah, that's
0: wild. So you start getting in riding. Yep. So th- that's funny that you say that because I always try to track where it goes wrong. Right? Either it's either it's uh, a little bit of weed, either it's a little bit of drinking, a little bit of gangs. Or it's, or it's writing, right? Or it's graffiti. Right. That's it starts one one of those things, right? So so, so it starts
2: with tagging, right? Yeah. And and, and like I said, you're innocent. You, you know these twelve year olds, they're they're innocent, right? Really. So you know, but little by little it starts escalating. Yeah. Okay. Now you're ditching, and hey, what's that? Well, that's a Mickey's bottle. You remember the big <laughs> the, the, the Mickey bottle? That's yeah. A, so a little a, unique bottle, right? So, and that's attracting the way it is. It's right. like, whoa, what's that? So, take a sip. Right. You understand me? Oh, what are they smoking? Oh, they're smoking weed. All right. So, little by little, you gradually start, you know, because of the crowd right. that it is.
0: Um, so, are you hanging out with older guys now?
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're in the age anywhere between 12 and, let's say, 16, right? Yeah. Now. And then there's a huge, so the the 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds dictate everything, right? right. You're right. like the 12-year-old, and you're just like, part of the crew in the back following these guys right exactly so little by little that starts escalating right so we went from tagging to tag banging yes okay so you know we even came out on uh fox 11 on the tag bangers (laughs) video that was funny i got that over there somewhere yeah
0: i got that recorded somewhere
2: yeah i look at that and i start laughing
0: so 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 for everybody explain that for everybody out there that doesn't know that era i know i know that area all too clear okay. it went from having fun
2: having fun to all of a sudden it's like no this is our clique we're not gang members but we're from this crew right we're from this tagging crew and we have guns and we will back up our crew you understand right. I me mean? so we're basically hitting people up where are you from what you write right you know so and and that's because it's really because of the neighborhood where you're at. You such a so it's such re- a
0: unique era right there. I mean, when anybody talks about the tag banging era, it's it kind of sounds weird. It
2: does sound weird. Not, now right, it, now it sounds weird, but it was a thing. It then. was a thing absolutely. where
0: where tagging crews became gang banging,
2: right? Gangs, absolutely. Basically, gangs. Yeah
0: forced forced to be or not or whatever
2: so and and that's exactly what happened so after a while everybody from the tagging crew from the you go from tagging to tag banging and then the neighborhoods rise up and say like nah you got these you know 15 16 year olds 17 year olds that are like rolling deep deeper than the gang you know because of the generation and it's like uh uh-uh you guys everybody getting jumped in getting in and everybody becomes gang members that, that, that's now how you're full fledged kind of gang member, absolutely. So that's that's how it it goes. So you were
0: in that that whole era of uh, Chris Blatchford, oh, Fox absolutely. Eleven News, absolutely. You know, tagging innocently, yeah. influence. That, that was the thing, right?
2: I think mean, about, we would look forward to the weekends, right? Right. So um, just waiting for the weekend to come around so we could get into trouble.
0: <laughs> that's how you would think. I mean, now are you? What type of guy? Let's just say, what type of guy is tag banging, gang banging, Arturo Pena? So, I
2: mean, are you? I'm one. I'm one of the smart ones. Okay. Let's just say that in, in that respect. So, so you're number the one. You're the I'm tactician, not, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, during this whole time, like I was still going to school. Still trying to take care of stuff. Uh, one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, it took me a while. So, I'll, you know, I'd be failing classes. Like, if I'm not failing it, I'm not failing it, right? Yeah. So, like, for example, I, I didn't get my high school diploma until I was 19. Wow. Okay, 19 and a half, right? Um, but, yeah, basically, I was that. I, I was kind of smart at things like, you know, people want to do, hey, let's do this. And I'll try to talk to him out of it. Like, if it was, like, if I a thought bad decision. it was, if I thought it was, like, Straight stupid he, Yeah Listen This world there, There's a spectrum <laughs> right Of individuals of Right kind, And and sometimes you got people That just have no brains And they want to do The stupidest things Right And it's like Nah I'm not going to do that You understand me Yeah
0: So, so you were one of the well, you're the one of the smart guys You're going to school Trying to Yep Why were you trying to Well
2: the, the girls were there Ah Okay You understand me Makes sense the girls were there, and and listen, a lot has to do with my parents too. They they pushed the the school thing a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't show up at home or, or get high and stuff like that. But there was always that respect, and 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 right. I knew that they were like behind me and pushing me towards that. So I, I really never we're, gave up on that because most of my friends were like, "Okay, I'm not going to school," right? right? And I was still like, you know, like still going.
0: Believe me. I'm not saying that you can't turn out bad and still have good parents. We've seen that before, right? Right. But I, I always say that if you have a, a dad in the home, mom in the home, and they're on you, at least to an extent, you'll probably end up being, you have a better chance of right. being a decent right, right. person, right? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Now, that said, it's not like, oh, I went to one school. Man, I was getting kicked out of schools all over the place. Right went to roosevelt went to lincoln high school i ended up at eagle rock high school and eventually got my my high school diploma from eagle rock high school but that's after you know going to like boyle heights continuation and highland park continuation and submitting you know so you're everywhere everywhere absolutely everywhere catching buses yeah eventually listen eventually i was like they had kicked me out of so many schools. I ended up in Eagle Rock High School, and my uncle had lived down the street from there. So I ended up staying at my my uncle's house. Okay, you know, and he took me in, and you know, till this day, you know, much love for him taking me in, and, yeah. and while I was going to school and and doing that. So yeah, eventually got my uh, high school diploma.
0: What What did the uh, What changed from the from you for you for, for getting away from the gang? getting away from that lifestyle was there a certain point where you got to and you're just like man i i I, this is not good
2: well look in in 97 january 1997 i was uh in igorak i had which is funny check this story out so i'm staying in igorak my uncle says hey listen i'm selling this car and i told him all right i'll buy i think i gave him like 400 bucks 500 bucks for it he's my uncle right And my uncle at the time, you know, he was a Christian going to church. And, you know, he's like, all right, come over here. I'm going to sell you the car. Let me pray over the car and pray over you. All right? So he prayed over me. Old school. Old school. (laughs) Prayed over the car, prayed over me. And then the next morning, I'm like, all right, I'm going to put a system in it. All right? Of course. So I got some money, and I said, I'm going to go to Pasadena, South Pasadena.
0: Oh, South Pasadena. South Pasadena. Okay.
2: Went to South Pasadena. Um but I stopped at a radio store I, I think I bought like like uh, an amp and some six by nines and then I'm driving back okay? six by nine yeah classic so I'm driving back and I'm I'm driving on now I'm I'm in Eagle Rock I'm back in Eagle Rock I'm I'm heading home and I'm at the intersection of like Eagle Rock Boulevard and Colorado I think and then I look to the left and and I see you know a character there and you, for those that don't know a character you know, Someone ball hey, explain bald. the character in the 90s <laughs> character in the 90s so you see you know I see a ball guy a t-shirt right yeah all right <laughs> you know baggy pants. he's in the corner so I'm in the car it's raining okay I look to the left he's looking I look forward I look to the left he's looking so I'm like you know why is he dogging me right that's how dumb you are when you're you know 17. actually I was 19 at the time. And then, um, so I look over and he's still looking. So I tell him what's up. And he goes, what's up? And I'm like, all right, let the light turn green. I'm going to bust a U-turn and then we'll see what's up. Light turns green. So what
0: are you thinking? You're thinking he's from a different neighborhood? Are you just yeah. Are you just yeah, tripping yeah, off yeah. like, what, what you, what's up? Yeah, man?
2: no, we obviously he's from a different neighborhood because yeah. I was in Eagle Rock. And um, so it, it was more, you know, at that age, you know, you kind of look,
0: you're stupid. You but look where was a tactician right there? Where was the smart guy right there? Just pride?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was pride. Yeah. It was pride. So I said, all right. So light turned green. I bust a U-turn. He was at the bus stop. So I pull right behind the bus stop. As soon as I'm going to open the door, I see him. Boom. He's cocking back a gun. Cocks it back. Aims it. Starts firing. I didn't even have a chance to actually, like, drive away. Like, literally walked up and started shooting. So I, I lift up my left arm. Tried to block some shots. And then it stopped. Once once the ringing stopped, boom, I put it on drive and it drove off. But I knew I was hit because I felt the burning sensation through my stomach. Oh. Yeah. How many times? Five. Oof. Got hit five times. Point blank. Yeah. So it was at the gas station. So I drove up to the gas station, got out of the car. I told the, the cashier, I'm like, call 911. I'd just been shot. He's like, yeah, he already knew. So I'm I'm just laying there. I I decided to like let me lay down on the floor. Like I, I was conscious. I was still up, and I'm like, "Yo, man, I got shot. Like this is crazy, right?" right? So I'm like, "I need the ambulance here because I don't want to die." That's what I'm thinking. I'm calculating in my head. So I'm just waiting there, really, just laying there, just waiting to the to ambulance get there.
0: And are you uh, are you uh, is your life flashing before you? Kind of a little bit.
2: You know I'm stupid but what I'm thinking is like if I had all the money in the world I would give it up if if the ambulance was there wow I was so I, I think I was scared yeah yeah I yeah. think I think I was scared I was scared I was gonna die but I was conscious at the whole time I mean ambulance got there boom boom they put me on the gurney put me on the on the ambulance And I remember Like these guys are acting Like it's not serious To me it's like Very serious Like yo I might die here
0: it's Like everyday occurrence For them yeah,
2: abs- Absolutely So I'm like I'm just gonna stop Responding to these guys Because they're not Taking it serious <laughs> right. To the ambulance I'm, They're taking me to Huntington Memorial Hospital In Pasadena uh,
0: Decent hospital
2: Yeah So they're taking me over there And I'm like I stopped responding to them Because they're not Just to make it seem like Oh he's he's dying Right This is serious <laughs> Yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's how stupid you are when right. you're young So yeah that's what happened man So they took me in um, Lasted there a couple weeks A couple weeks and then uh, So you got hit five, five times Yeah
0: yeah. What, what's, you, what, what's the conversation like When your dad and your mom show up
2: You know what we don't really have Too much of a conversation Cause I'm like you know I'm in the hospital When I do wake I'm up for a little bit And then right. I just you know doze off But after a while it's like you know, like, what are you doing? You know, you could have died. And to tell you the truth, it, it was a big, big part of my life where I started. Can't say it really changed me at that point. I was more aware, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta be, you know, careful more car- more careful than okay. I was before." Right. Um, but shortly after that, I I, I want to say like maybe maybe a year or two after that, the drugs came in, right? Okay. Now here's another story, and this is what changed everything. Back in the days, back in those days, you know, we used to smoke primos, right. right? For those that don't know, it's marijuana laced with crack cocaine. All right, so we used to smoke the pee dogs.
0: So, so technically, you didn't you, you didn't learn yet. I didn't learn. Now, after after I got shot, I did, recovered. Did you get more calloused? Like, okay, I, I got five shots. You know, guys yeah, go back I, no, to I the bl- neighborhood. I, guys go back to the neighborhood. I got shot five times. That Tupac. <laughs> You know, no, I got attitude. I, no, I was like, man, I
2: got caught slipping. Okay, and I got and I got to be more. That's what I was careful. That's what I was thinking
0: for I a gotta, smart guy. You were probably like, yeah, and I messed up. No, this is know, what I. You know what it I went does wrong.
2: too. Well, to me, it got me a little bit paranoid also. Mm. Of course, yeah, I, I, I wasn't trusting. I can only that. imagine. After that, I was I was paranoid. I wasn't trusting. You know, um, at that time, you know, I was nineteen, and. Prior to getting shot, I had enrolled at PCC, Pasadena City College, okay? I hadn't personally gone over there, but I remember um, the last semester at Eagle Rock High School, a representative came in and told everybody, hey, sign this application, and you could, you know, see if you get accepted. Right. And I remember I did that, and I had got an acceptance letter. To me, that was huge. Like, what? I could go to college? Yeah. Like me? And, yeah, then I got shot, so I didn't go to school. Uh. Right, a little setback right there. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely a setback. But after that, the the event that really changed me and, and I said like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah, was uh, a buddy of mine had came over. He came over and 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 said like, hey, uh, let's go score. And let's go to our other friend's house. This is how dumb we are, okay. I have a car at this point. It's my mom's car, but I could use it, right? So my buddies I tell him, yeah, let's roll. He picks me up in a G ride, okay? For those that don't know, it's a stolen car, okay? Picks me up in a stolen car. We're what's driving. The,
0: what's the uh code for that in the in the law books, man?
2: Uh ten eighty five one, I mean <laughs> <laughs> so basically um we're driving, right? Yeah, G Ride to go score, to go get drugs. And LAPD pulls up right next to us, okay? They pull up right next to us. Now we're like, oh, man, my buddy's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. All of a sudden, the officer takes off. And I'm like, yo, we got lucky, right? And I right. told them, hey, take the back streets. Take the back streets just in case. So we take the back streets. Next thing you know, we see, we see multiple units. So what had happened was that the officer had punched in our license plate, and it hadn't come back right and he just took off but then it read like hey it's a stolen car so he called it in it right. So now we're in a police chase all right they're they're chasing us. We go from I was at the time staying in in Alserino with my mom, my dad and they're chasing us from Alserino. and we're heading to Boyle Heights because we're going back to the neighborhood. Police chase going in and out of streets running red lights somehow we end up by Lincoln High School okay? are, are, you,
0: are you telling the driver to stop are you just no no guy?
2: no we we're telling him go to the projects okay we go to the projects because at that point we know where to hide right. we had little like you know we were running the sewers yeah okay um so we had a little hiding spot so I tell him you know keep driving keep driving we came to a point where it's a red light and we see cars going right and he's like do I stop do I stop? And I remember he saying, do I stop? Do I stop? And I said, nah, go. We went. Next thing you know, I see like flashing lights. Boom, hits the car. The car rolls. We hit a a fire hydrant. Knocked that off. A telephone pole. Knocked that down. Slammed right against the wall. I suffered like a concussion. I know at the time because he was like waking me up like, yo, get out, get out. So finally I do get out. I was wearing sweats, fire hydrant. My sweats are away. I can't even run. I, I made it maybe about like 40 feet, and then they, they caught me. They didn't catch my friend. He, run, he ran the opposite way. They caught my dumb ass. So they bust me, right? Now they take me to the holding cell. And now the 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 officer that pulled us over, he said, yeah, I saw you driving. And I'm like, no, I wasn't driving. I was just passenger. I didn't know the car was stolen. Guess who comes to the cell after? It was a sergeant, okay? Sergeant says, hey, you remember that original cop car that was next to you? That was me. I'm gonna let you go. I called your mom. They're gonna come pick you up. Just like that. Just like that. All right. I was in that, I was there and I was praying, all right? And I was thinking to myself, like all this just to get drugs and get high. I almost lost my life. So my mom picked me up. We went back to the spot. Where is that? you would have seen the car it was just mangled yeah i'm 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 like god save my life for the second time I
0: mean, which is crazy because you it was you're young but you're not a youngster yeah right you're and for the sergeant to just come and say all right they could have pinned me pinned Right. You,
2: they could have easily just charged me and said like look no you're going to fight this you know you're yeah. the one that was driving the car you stole the car but yeah you had a you know legit officer he was a sergeant And he comes in here, and they're saying, yeah, you should be driving. And he's like, nah, I saw you. You weren't driving. I'm going to let you go.
0: Wow. Yeah, That's kind of unheard of in those days.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and this was in Boyle Heights. Yeah, in those days, it's like,
0: no. You made us chase you? No. You knocked down that pole? No, absolutely. You could have hurt some civilians out there?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that was a turning point for me. Um, I realized because of drugs, like, it's silly, man.
0: Were you, were you doing a lot of drugs or just kind of ca- occasional, Yeah, I'm no Recreational. You, you
2: know, during, during, you know, from the age of maybe like, you know, 15 to like, you know, 18, 18 19, you know, it, uh, the, the Primo's and P-Dogs was, you know.
0: That was your, that was your ticket right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The crack cocaine was huge back then. Yeah. They, they didn't have meth. They yeah. didn't have. <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, never tried meth. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, back then it was a crack cocaine, and and that's what 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 everybody was doing. So, so you decide that's it. Yeah, so little by little, you know, you start wising up. And and, and this, how way, old are you right there? Now, you know, I'm I'm like twenty. I'm like around twenty years old. You and know, you're like that's it. Yeah, and I, and this is what I tell people. I mean, it takes a while to mature, you know, and sure. realize, you know, like, yeah. yo, what are you, what are you doing, right? So, I I think. Around that time, it's like, all right, this is nonsense. So after that, I decided, like, yo, I'm gonna go, you know, back to PCC. Remember how how I was enrolled, right? Hey, buddy, remember that uh, (laughs) acceptance letter you gave me? I'm back. Hey, exactly. (laughs) And and so I went to PCC, and it took me, man, it took me four years to do a two year degree there. All right, just to give you an idea. So it wasn't easy, like, yo, I'm gonna go over there and just pass it like that, right? Uh, You know. And I tell everybody look you go to school go to college right the girls are there and you get free money financial aid why wouldn't you so So i had i had buddies of mine's working nine to five right yeah and you know and me i hated to work that nine to five thing yeah it's, it's just not me so i would go to school pick up on the honey's and still get a check You understand me So I was Yeah I was working it. It, it made no sense to me Why you were working nine to five When you could go to school And get paid
0: Go to school and get paid Go to school and get paid
2: That's exactly what was right? happening Yeah
0: Cam go to school and get paid there Might be a few honeys over there too Absolutely Slow your roll Come
2: on You get the smart
0: honeys You know what I'm saying <laughs> Stay away from the hood Not right? as he says. <laughs> so you're going to school You got money Once again the 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 smart guy planned it all out. Let me get this free money. I'll get an education, however long it takes me, four years, and I get some girls. Absolutely.
2: So then I'm there. You know, it takes me four years to get a two-year degree. Then guess what? I get to transfer to Cal State LA. Oh, moving up. Ooh, yeah. And that's where, you know, when you start seeing some benefits, it encourages you. Sure. Right? It drives you It pushes you forward And to me that was That was like the major hurdle Like I'm going to Cal State LA All my friends You know prison Some died And working
0: Yeah how did you pull I'm off, going to Cal State How LA. did you peel off those layers Because a lot of those layers stick
2: Well yeah absolutely When I was going to Cal State I was still wearing baggy pants Because that's not pants. too far from the neighborhood no. Yeah 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 <laughs> No, so but but you little by little as you just get older you start losing some connections here because thank God I wasn't living there. Right. And 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 I tell this to everybody, I mean, uh when when people go to prison and they get paroled and they gotta come back to the neighborhood, same spot, like what do you expect from them to do? Right. They're back to the place where that's all they have. So even though you want to do good, okay, there's no opportunities there, right? Sure. There's only bad influences there. So you need to get away from there. And thank yeah. God I, I, I didn't live there, right? I, after, you know, we had moved out. So obviously had friends, so we would go back. But little by little, people start moving down. So little by little, you start losing the, right. the connections and you stay close with, with your clique. You, you understand I me? Mean, you the can't live you in click the neighborhood with. no more.
0: No. You can't be close to the neighborhood. You got to start separating yourself.
2: Absolutely. If, if you want, yeah, if you want to move forward, you have to. And in order to grow, you need to move
0: out. Did you get flack from the, from the homies? Like where you been no, or where I, you at?
2: No, I mean at first, you know, you pop up here yeah. and there, but after a while, like you, you just don't care no more, don't right? It, it's y- like you got you, your plan. Yeah, yeah, got you got your your plan. You're already on the freeway. You're you're heading 80 miles an hour. Right. Like you you've I'm already gone. passed it. Yeah. So, um, Cal State LA. Once I got accepted there, like I took it serious. Now it's like yo. So yeah, two years I got my bachelor's.
0: What did you get your bachelor's in? Philosophy. Okay. Yeah. And then
2: I, I I was in the master's program at Cal State LA uh, in philosophy, and I was there maybe uh, a year and a half doing that. And then I realized, like, yo, what am I going to do? Right? right. I, I can't get a job with a, you know, master's philosophy. Doctor, what am I? I'm not going to teach. And then, boom, it popped up. Like, I want to be a lawyer. Right? That, I always that, wanted
0: to be. Yeah, that that kid and you came back. The Absolutely. idea came back.
2: Absolutely. So, I applied, and I'm like, at again, you know, during all these stages, you have doubts. You know, sure. you doubt yourself. Yeah. You know, you think that, you know, doors are not going to open. And, and anybody
0: that says they never doubted themselves is, is, is lying a little right, bit, right?
2: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm doubting all these stages. I'm doubting, like. Getting accepted at PCC. Now I realize, like anybody could go, right? Like just got to fill out the application and go. <laughs> so, so I doubted that when I got accepted to Cal State LA. I doubted that. Right. Then I'm like, well, let me apply to law school.
0: Now, uh, now this is the big dogs. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. So applied to law school,
2: got an acceptance letter. Cool. Right. And I remember it's funny. So by that point, I had uh, I had met my wife. You know. And they had like opening night at the law school. Yeah, and you know, I show up with the Raider jersey and jeans. You know what I'm saying? I'm still looking like Doug Every
0: everybody's saying, "Who brought their uh, Who brought <laughs> their their client with them?"
2: Absolutely. So I walk in, and it's like boom! It's culture shock, right? It's totally different. Yeah. What you realize is that the further you go up, you know, right? You you know, these are the top of the top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Um, uh, you don't know, have a lot of Hispanics there, let alone people from Boyle Heights. Right. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, but man, how, what, how, once... how serious is law school, man?
2: It's serious. You know what? Cause you know, when, when, when I got accepted, they said, Hey, we're going to give you a full scholarship as long as you remain in the top 50% of the class. And I'm like, cool. That's easy. Top 50% of the class.
0: How many students?
2: We started with uh, maybe 80 students, but little by little, you people start dropping out. Why? One, because they fail, or two, they realize, like, this is too much work. Because I'm thinking... It's a nine-to-five job. Oh, there's, really? There's some people that that that, that were working, all right? Yeah. But these people are, like, different. You, you don't have the upbringing that I had, because I still wanted to party on weekends. Like, yo, Friday night, what are we doing, right? We're going to clubs. Yeah. You know, I was still going it, hitting the Mayan, you know. <laughs> <but> those that <are, laughs> you know, that was cracky back in the day. But so for me, it was difficult. It was a nine to five job. Like I'll show up early in the morning. If I had class at 1030, because no one's pushing you. This is all yourself. Oh, so yeah. if I had class at 1030, I'll show up at 830 so I could make sure that, you know, I'm do my work and then stay there. You know, a lot of Red Bulls, a lot of coffee just to, you know, be on top of it. So for me personally, it was a lot of work.
0: Because I'm thinking a guy that. Gotcha. Got his bachelor's, you know? He th- that might be built up. in ho- From getting your bachelor's, I guess, in philosophy to the law school, I mean, what are we talking?
2: No, listen. It- it's huge difference. I-, I think you could fly through the bachelor's. The bachelor's was cake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Easily, yeah. No, you're going because
0: to – go ahead.
2: There's a lot of paper writing, right, mm-hmm. when, when you're going for your bachelor's and stuff like that, you know? So, I mean – I would knock out papers the day before and just wing it. Boom. And clearly it was good enough. Law school, that wouldn't fly. You know, teacher will call on you in the middle <laughs> of the class, you know, like, hey, Dave, uh, answer this. And you're not prepared. You're like, you, know, you got to stand up. You're in the middle of the class like, sorry, I'm not prepared. So, um, yeah, it's a, it was a lot of work. Huge difference, I think, from, from well, for me personally. How many years? Law school is three years full time. Some people went part time, but I went full
0: time three years. And that's nine to five, Monday through Friday.
2: Yes, and you know classes are sporadic. You know every single day you have like you know two classes here, three classes on this day, and stuff like that. But for me, again, because the amount of work or what I need to learn, it, it was a nine to five job for me.
0: But you're still getting uh, free money, and and, and well, I was. You, you had a girlfriend I, now, I was, so you, I, you didn't... yeah,
2: I I was I, but but still, you know at the, at that time, like, you know, you know the girlfriend was. uh providing a lot of the stuff oh yeah i was living off credit cards at the time right yeah because you're not making you're not making a lot of money now at this age you know what am i like 25 at this point right you know you want good things you want new car but you're not making the money yeah right
0: Right. in school so did you ever feel like giving up during that that law school and just say man no never
2: i don't think it was an option no, I don't think it was an option. I mean, I
0: get it when you when you uh, get to, like, your second year or maybe right. get halfway have, through. You're, you're probably like, I just, I just need to finish. Right. But, but that first year, it's got to be.
2: Me giving up was never an option. Okay. Whether or not I would fail, that was something else. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, man.
0: You weren't going to quit on your own. You're, I wasn't going to quit. No. Yeah.
2: That was an option at that point. At that point, it was like, no, I got to get this done.
0: So the so the so the guy that planned everything in the neighborhood, the tactician, the guy that looked out for the, how'd you do in school, in law school? Were you were you good?
2: I, I, I struggled in in law school the whole I, time. I, I struggled. Yeah, I want to say I, I struggled. Why? Because again, I had so many outside influences. A lot of these kids a good. Like eighty percent of the kids are from out of state that fly in. So. They don't have friends. They don't have the bad influences, man. I still had friends. Like I said, I was still planning on weekends and then I get a girlfriend. So I'm dealing with the girlfriend thing and trying to go out and and have fun. That's the thing. So that was a struggle to me. I think it might've been easier if I was out of state, didn't know anybody. And all I could do is just focus on the work. And I think it'd be easier, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Being young and being in areas, you know.
2: Yeah. But let's take like a Dave at, at 25 years old. Right, with all the influences, you have friends. Hey, we're going over here. You're you're gonna go.
0: You don't want to study.
2: Yeah, absolutely not. And you and you know, you'll say like, I'll just wake up early tomorrow and do it. It never happens. Yeah, exactly. So so that's what the struggle is, you know.
0: So you finally get your uh, what is it, law degree? Yeah. And what does that make you? You just get your law degree. You just
2: get your law degree, right? As a juris doctor, so technically, it doesn't make you an, an attorney. Right. Okay. Uh, then you got to pass the bar. Okay. Bar. Yeah. Now you got to take the California bar. Um, Difficult. Yeah. Tough. You you know. You know what makes it difficult is is all the teachers in law school scaring you about how hard this is and how hard that's at. You know. So, um, you got to study for the bar. And and when you are studying, you are like, my whole life, you know, depends on me passing this. You understand me? Because if not, you are not an attorney. Right. Okay, so but that's it. I, I mean, after you take it, you pass it. Now you're an attorney. Okay. Okay. Now it changes your mindset's different. Okay. So now
0: you're an attorney.
2: Now you got to think. Well, what am I going to do? Right.
0: All right. What are you, what are your options when you when you pass the bar?
2: So either okay. So you, if you pass the bar, the options are one, you're going to either apply to you know go private, you know, uh, open up your own shop, or number two, you, you find a job. Right. You know, a firm that's hiring or, you know, you go to the public defender's office, district attorney's office, stuff like that. Those offices are very limited. You, they, they don't have a lot of fillings. You, know, you understand me? So they're right. going to take the select few. It's very competitive. So you could imagine law school's competitive even more so for, for jobs and employment yeah. Absolutely. So it's not like, oh, automatically I'm going to go and I'm going to make, you know, six figures and, and that's that. It, it doesn't work that way. Okay? In the real life – Real life, you got to go out there and you got to get it. So, um, I remember, I at the time before passing the bar, I was interning at the public defender's office, and but they had a hiring freeze, so that wasn't an option. So then I remember, I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna open up shop, and I decided to open up my office.
0: And there's different law that you can practice, right? Some people practice. I don't know. What are, what are the different types of laws that they... Anything. Brought, so, anything, for example,
2: right? like something very common that a lot of people deal with is like family law, right? Okay. Divorces, custody battles, right? battle, Stuff like yeah. that. Other areas of law are like criminal law,
0: right? Right.
2: And that encompasses, you know, anything from juvenile law to adult right. law, you know, it, it, all the criminal stuff. You So have, if you have
0: an attorney that says he's good at everything, he's probably lying, right?
2: Yeah, there's there's an area of law that, that most people try to focus on that. Yeah. Um, can an attorney do other areas of law? Absolutely. You, you understand I me? Mean, like when I had opened up shop, like remember, I you know I, I basically got to survive. Like it's a business, right? So I was doing family yeah. law. I had personal injury cases. You know, I had a couple
0: couple things going on. Whatever came your way.
2: One, look, law school doesn't teach you to be an attorney, okay? But what it does teach you is how to do research. So it'll matter what area of law it is. You go to the law library, right? And you sit down and you focus. You understand me? You put 40 hours on it, you'll know the stuff. Yeah. You understand me? And as long as you're not scared to actually litigate and go in front of court, yeah. Yeah. No matter what it is.
0: I always feel that way with the word, right? I mean, you can study the word, but it's not going to make you a good preacher. Absolutely. Right? It's kind of the same thing, right? You know, you can know your word, but it doesn't mean you're a good preacher. And vice versa. You might be a good preacher and not know the word. word. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. That's not a good thing. Right. But. So practicing on your own, it's a little scary. I mean, you got a lot. You got some overhead, right?
2: No, I mean, you know what? To me, it wasn't scary, and so at that point, I had just gotten married, and so the scary part is, am I going to bring home money? Right? Sure. But again, I'm I'm not that old at the time. Like I'm I'm 27 now, Right. right? Or 28? You know, around there. And I'm not thinking about that. Like, cause it's not like I have this huge lifestyle or right. living crazy or anything like that. So I'm like, nah, we could do this.
0: I mean, for a guy that got shot five times, I-, I figure you're probably not scared of too much stuff now. Right, right, right.
2: right. So the only problem I had was a lack of discipline. Mm. You understand me? Again, I wasn't the 9
0: of 5. Right.
2: I always hated the 9 of 5. So when you have a business, you know, you know, I basically went in for like half an hour and bounced. You know, yeah. so I, I wasn't really taking it serious like, OK, I have enough money to pay the rent and to do this. That's it. Right. You know, And I'll just go home. So that's where the problem was. Um, so, you know, during this time, like, you know, four or five years, you know, in that. I was doing primarily family law, a good percentage of family law. Yeah, it was driving me crazy. Driving me crazy. Why? Because you don't fight with opposing counsel in family law. Majority of the negotiations and, and the problems are with your client because wow. a lot of people are unreasonable. Why? In, it's understanding, right? For You're example. dealing with people. For example, in a custody battle, right? Okay. Father wants custody. Mother wants custody. And let's say there's an order and it says pick up the child at 6 p.m. Okay. So dad goes, pick up the child at 6 p.m. Mom's not there. Mom shows up at six ten. Okay. It's reasonable to be 10 minutes late. Sure. But some people want to make it the biggest thing ever. You understand me? Right. So that's what it is. The smallest issues create a lot of problems yeah. because it's not, they don't care about what's best interest of the kid. It's more of like, I hate him. I hate her.
0: An emotional, and, angry battle. Absolutely.
2: And that happens in divorces. Yeah. Right. I mean, especially if you have a cheating spouse, like, yeah, you're, you're never going to resolve a case. It's, it's, it's very difficult. So, I was dealing with that. And I just wasn't feeling it. So, I remember a buddy of mine hits me up. He's like, Hey, listen, uh, why don't you, you know, uh, do criminal defense? I'm like, Let's rock. And I've yeah. been
0: doing it since. And uh, how much of your past life experience plays a role in your criminal defense? Huge. Right? Huge. Let me, let me, it's just like anything, right? So, Cause, cause hold on because I could I could imagine a dude from the neighborhood showing up and he's trying to spit game at you and you're just like yeah homie this doesn't work well like, you you already know the game absolutely so just like anything okay you're gonna
2: feel comfortable with people that are kind of in your situation right, right? so I could relate with people hey, I got this drug addiction, or I got busted for this, or I got that, right? So, for example, I could, you know, I could sit down with the guy. So if I deal with a a client who's in custody and we're in the courtroom, I'll sit down and say, what's up, dog? I'm like, let's chop it up. Tell me what happened. Right. You understand me? Right. And right off the bat, he realizes he takes a look around and sees like, yo, I'm real. Yeah. You understand me? So when I'm telling you this, I'm not playing around. You understand me? Like, I, I don't got time to BS, But, you know, I I feel what you're saying. Yeah, I believe you that the cop is lying. I believe this and believe that, you know? Yeah. So, absolutely. It's almost like dealing with a Spanish client, okay? You could be the best attorney ever, but if you don't speak Spanish, how are you going to relate and communicate with that client? Right. They want someone that could speak Spanish and be able to communicate with them. Right. And they feel comfortable. So, they open up. It don't matter. You know, you could be the best attorney, but you're...
1: You gotta have that you rapport. Absolutely, you gotta have that relationship. Absolutely, some sort so, of connection.
2: Right. So when you have someone like that, you know they understand. Like, yo, he's now. there's drawbacks to that, though, too. What is? Because they'll be like, yo, um, hook me up, dog. Hey, hey. oh, absolutely, <laughs> all the time. Like, yo, can you do me this? And I'm, I'll, I'll laugh. I'll be like, come on, man,
0: you're facing 25 hey, years. I'm like, dog, <laughs> can you give me 25 months? <laughs>
2: <laughs> absolutely. Oh, there'll be like a, hey, uh, you know, my wife. You know, can she give you an earring to give to me? You know, and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You you get that all the time. You just laugh, and you're like, you
0: know, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't do it, man. Yeah. What is your most famous or best case that that you remember?
2: Well, uh, you know, cases are all through the spectrum, but. Uh, I'll well, tell the, you the one that,
0: ones one that you mark up and go, yeah, that yeah. was I, I oh. did my
2: job. I did. Okay. You know, the, th- I- th- those are the cases where you have someone that's innocent, like, you, you know, yeah. they're innocent and you try to explain it to the DA and to the judge and you're trying to scream like, yo, you got the wrong person. Those are the ones that really, you know, I've had like, you know, five of those where we're legitimately and I'm trying to beg the DA, like, look at this, you know, and they just refuse and they're just convinced that, you know. The right person we have to go to trial and we have to Litigate it and in the middle of trial like yeah You know then they realize yeah, Oh yeah it's the wrong person sorry About that let right dismiss the case now
0: <laughs> Yeah it's a Couple of those
1: couple of those I, I always
0: say That you know let me ask you this Since you're an attorney A lot of racial stuff going on right now Right yeah a lot of talk about that Just the, the Inequality Uh I, I imagine it's in the courtroom But would you say is it more based on race or is it more based on class? Because I I, I tell people a lot of time if you are in a different class, meaning you have money, you got, you know, you got uh, uh, maybe parents that have a little bit of connections, whether or not you're black, Mexican or whatever, it's a different class. Yeah.
2: Well, one, yeah, it's true. Class has to do a lot with it. In criminal defense, a lot of the work, 95% of the work is negotiation, all right? For example, you pick up a case, you're in custody, you know, you're looking at 10 years prison, right? Now, my job, right, depending, one, either you did or you didn't do it, right? We read over the complaint. Do you care? Absolutely. Well, I don't care in this, in respect, like, I don't care you did it or not, just be honest with me, so okay. that way I know how I could defend you and how Got I can it. help you, all right? I'm the only person in your corner. All right. Got it. So don't BS me. You don't have to BS me. Right. All right? And you're not going to talk to the DA. So so it, it doesn't me. it doesn't
0: help me to lie to my my attorney. No, absolutely not. If I did it, there's attorney client privilege,
2: so there's no reason for you to not not disclose this stuff. Got it. You see, I need to know everything so I know what cards I'm holding, okay? Last thing any attorney wants is to be surprised in the middle Line-side. of trial. Yeah, exactly. And be like this like and then you look at your client and said, "Didn't I tell you? Like what am I supposed to do now?" Right. You know? So Going back to the class thing, uh, majority of the work is negotiation, okay? So because, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, there's a video and it shows you doing it. So doesn't mean that, oh, you know, guilty and sentenced, you know, right to the max. No. It's my job to try to negotiate the best resolution for you. That's where negotiation comes in. And I always tell my clients, I'm like, listen, In order for me to help you try to negotiate a better deal, you need to bring me mitigation paperwork. It's almost like a job interview. I got to sell you. Okay? Okay. I got to talk to the DA, and I got to sell you. All the DA has is a a folder. A rap sheet. Rap sheet, name, paper, and allegations. That's it. She's never talked to you. She's never talked to your parents, to your mom, sister, and stuff like that. I've talked to you. I talked to Dave. Hey, you're looking cool. You know, we talk, I get it. You did right. it for these reasons, so I got to sell you. Somehow, by my communications with you, I got to sell you to this DA, okay, right. and make her feel you, be passionate, at least to, you know, differentiate you from the other criminals, right? right? So I tell him, hey, listen, it's like going to a job interview. You got to help me out. So people in the upper class, what, unfor- you know, jobs, right? Right. Better letters of references, right? Right. You don't want you to get your deal from the neighborhood. Absolutely. They have the money to say, like, "Look, all right, he wrecked that. He'll pay the restitution. Here's forty grand to cover all the damages. It makes the victim whole, so the victim's not going to complain about it." Right. But you have someone who doesn't have money, lower class. That's not even an option, right? Right. right. So yeah, it limits that. Those people, you know, lower class don't have, you know, they can't sell themselves. They don't have that many options? Absolutely. But, you know, can't ignore the race thing. I tell you, listen, people are jamming people up, all right? Right. You know, they always say, like, you walk like a duck, you look like a duck, you are a duck. Okay, that happens, okay? Sure. They, they they tell you, look, they're they're not, you know, they don't see a black person, they're not pulling them over or jamming them up, walking down the street. Right. Nah, it happens. Total, total. For sure it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So you see that. Um, and- Unfortunately, it's something that you got to deal with. You know, it's it's unfair, and you see it in the court. Unfortunately, we only have this system, this one system, and you have to put individuals that have different backgrounds, different classes, and, and kind of treat them within the same system. It just doesn't yeah, work. it doesn't work, it right? It doesn't work. It doesn't work.
0: Is that the biggest problem in the system?
2: I think so. I One thing that would help, and, and this is more in the criminal side, right, is if these district attorneys had... A little bit more life experience, hmm. like if they grew up in Boyle Heights or or, yeah. or in the lower community, you know what I'm saying, inner community, they would have a little more understanding right. of. Listen, that's the norm, right? For example, you'd be surprised how right. many judges and DAs are just clueless about what happens inside county jail or in prisons right. or the politics. They think like, oh, he just do times. Like, no, it's not that simple. You understand me? Yeah. He's not just going to go to prison and just do his time. There's politics involved, and there's a lot of underlying things, but right. they have no clue about that. They don't teach them that. All they see that is from like American Me, or you know, movies like that. So, I think that that that's the problem. But then again, these are the people that are you know different class, right?
0: Right. Different class. That's I told my I told my friend it, it he's a he's a cop. He was on the show, and uh, we were talking about. Being a police officer And you know one of the issues we brought up Or I brought up Was that we needed more police From the neighborhood Right More Hispanic police More black police But the problem with that Is what It's kind of a taboo thing To be a cop yeah. Or or maybe even an attorney look, look, let I, let I let guess you're on the right this. side of the law Right, right?
2: You know sh- Shout Defense. out Shout out to all, all the police officers yeah. Out there right there's a misconception that they think criminal defense attorneys don't like cops or anything like that. That that's just not true. You understand? We hate the cops that lie. Okay. Crooked cops, crooked cops sure. right? And it's a small percentage, but they're out there. Believe me, they're out there. And I I I ran into them in courtrooms right. and, and caught them lying and, and it happens. Okay. So those are the ones, the, the bad apples, right? Everybody else much love. Um, but that said, I get it. I understand why why they do what they do. And well, I have this conversation. The, what are some of
0: the things they do, though?
2: Well, they have each other's back, right? Okay. So, I mean, if your job's on the line, you know, you got to right. stick to a story, right? You, you'll do it. You understand I me? Mean? Yeah. So, I get it. I and we have this conversation. Like, look, if I was an officer, I'd probably do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just that's how how they kind of survive. Yeah, um, but I don't want to speak too much on that because obviously I'm not i a police officer or anything like that. But but in your uh, like but I in I said, your realm. It,
0: but in my realm yeah, you know, I saw I saw a documentary and you've probably seen it. I, I, it slipped in my mind what it was about, but it was this Chicano dude that got accused of shooting somebody, and they 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 pinned it on him for a long time, and he was begging them, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. He, he was at a Dodger game. I don't know if you're Oh, saw that. that's right. That's saw right. That the curb that. curb uh, uh, I forgot what it was called. uh enthusiasm. what's that? The long shot. Long shot. That's yeah. what it was called. So the guy was they tried to pin it on him. He's crying in court. He's like, "Man, I wasn't there, I wasn't there. he he ended up with the curb your enthusiasm was filming, filming that day their luck. there. And had him right? on film. And they still If you watch the documentary, they still even though they had the 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 a, Him on video, they still said he had time. He had his little girl with him. He had his friend with him. They still try to pin it on him that he would still have time to drive down there, commit the the murder, drive back, drop his friend up, and drop you know go home with his daughter.
2: And just to be clear, look, all all these all these documentary stuff like that, they're they're kind of made in such a way so you could you know, you know have doubts and stuff like that. So. I don't know everything about that, but I'll tell you. That's a perfect example uh, how yeah, I'll come to a DA and say, like, look, you have the wrong person. Please look at it through these eyes. Right. You know? But they don't. You know? And well, that, I, I think that's another problem with that, that we have.
0: Why are they like that, though? Because it's a job.
2: It's a job. They have supervisors. It's no politics. Feelings. It's no feelings. No feelings, right?
0: No. no uh... they, well,
2: they don't have... Life experience, you understand I me. Mean, you you'll realize oh, this is based on my experience. The, the best DAs, district attorneys that I've dealt with are the older ones that that have been around the block, and they realize the nonsense from the non right. And the worst right. are the new district attorneys because they just they, they just yes sir to whatever the their supervisors want to say right. Um, and I tell them, look, you have to do what's right, right? Okay. Would you would you say no to your supervisor if you knew you were doing the right thing? Now, a lot of them will, they'll do what the supervisor said because they don't want to get fired, right? So I learned that I don't care. You want to fire me, but I am doing the right thing. I right. am not going to do something just because you say it. it it's okay? weird. That, a, that's just a, not. I, and you that's get that's to in a point.
0: life. A lot of people right. are not like that, right? Right? right. They're, they're afraid to take a stand, right?
2: So um, that's the biggest problem you got is that these are the, this is their livelihood.
0: You understand me? So I just, but I, I don't get, there's no quota for how many people you can, conv- I, I is, is there a quota? I mean, I, I,
2: I, no, I, mean, I, no, I don't think so. Maybe, you know, when they're playing politics, they use those numbers like hey, X yeah, amount of people convicted and stuff like that. I get that. But I think it's hard for people to acknowledge that they're wrong. Mm. You understand me? Yeah. And say, your honor, we made a mistake. You understand me? We got the wrong guy. Right. I've only had that happen to me once. And I have much respect for that district attorney. Wow. But other than that, I mean, even when they're wrong, they're just like, we thought we were right. You That's understand crazy. me? Yeah. And, and again, because they're seeing it do, through different eyes, you know? So, I don't know. Maybe if I was a district attorney and I saw it one way, like, just to convict,
0: you know? So, So, what's the process? Let's say crime was committed okay um they identified somebody that you know uh had a description of of somebody cops roll up you know a mile away they see the exact replica of the description they arrest this guy we don't know if he did it or not he's arrested where does it go from there So from there, usually what happens is that uh, the
2: detectives or the police officers will write up a report and submit it to the district attorney's office for filing, okay? If they arrested them, it's because they they, they feel like, hey, they have the right person, okay? So after filing, basically, you have the individual, they take him into custody, right? At some point, he ends up in county jail. Now he has to be arraigned, okay? Now, during these 48 hours... The individuals in county, okay? Has no clue what's going on, right. right? All he knows is like, hey, they arrested me for this. Right. During this time, you have the police officers that are, you know, conducting the investigation and so forth, right? But Mr. Criminal, the person they, they arrested, he's just sitting there, has yeah. no clue. Next thing you know, comes an arraignment, okay? Majority of the time, depending on the county where you're at, um, if you have private counsel or not. Uh, you just get arraigned without an attorney. It's automatic, not guilty, and they set it for either pre-trial or pre-pre, okay, depending on the type of charge, okay? Okay. It's at the pre-trial stage or at the pre-pre where your attorney's there, right, and you get to discuss the case.
0: So that's, now, if, mind that's you. if you have a private attorney.
2: Or, no, at, at the arraignment, if you have a private attorney at the he'll arraignment, be he'll be there. And he could talk to you about, hey, this is what it is. But majority the charges, of the time, whatever. yeah, but majority of the time at arraignments, you haven't even got the whole police report. You really don't know everything about it. All you could tell the guys like, look, bail's at $50,000. you are being charged with this. I just got the police report. This was happening.
0: How hard right? is that when you when you have to do that? Because I would imagine a guy's like, man,
2: I didn't do this. He's right, right. First time in the county, so, sweating So, it. yeah, and I think that's the important part. For you to get as much information as possible from the guy. Why? Because it's fresh in his head. Right. Okay. Now, you got to realize this. Out there, the officers, they're conducting an investigation. If they think you did it, all the investigation, everything they're getting is to point finger at you. Right. Right. So, like, hey, they interview this witness. Yeah, I didn't see him do that. You know, Okay. okay. I don't need to talk to you. Okay, so they'll you know find individuals. Hey, who did it? Right. So, who the guy that's in custody doesn't have no one having his back right. doing the investigation. Hey, go let's interview people and let's see who they have.
0: It's a, it's a full court press on, on that and guy. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. And he's just and you're just stuck there, right? Right. So at some point at the pre-trial, the pre pre-tri, uh, at the pre-pre stage, you know. You come out. Now you've been in custody for, like, let's say a week and a half or a week, right? In the county. Now you're going crazy. In right. the county. Have no clue, right? Ugh. Absolutely no clue. They bring you out. You're in, you know, you're shackled up. They put you in the box. That means, you know, one of the seats in the courtroom. You're next to other other inmates. And now, how you doing? Hey, my name is Arturo Pena. I'm your attorney, right? You're being charged with... You know, whatever it is. So he
0: sees a little, a little light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> right. right?
2: So now I explain to him. I sit down and be like, look, this is what they're saying. They're saying A, B, and C. Now tell me your story. They go ahead. They tell me their stories. Now at that point, now I got some leads, right? Right. At this point, I, you know, I tell them like, hey, listen, don't BS me. All right? Tell me. If you did it, you did it. Or if not, not read me, lead me to the right direction because these crucial times, right? Right. Because if he tells me, no, I didn't do it, it was Joe Blow, or there was video, or, you know, this person, then I could send out an investigator to go try to interview that person. Right. Go try to interview people that, that established that you didn't do it. That's a crucial stage, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But for Joe Blow, who's in custody, all right, by this time, it's been 10 days, has no clue what's going on. Oh. Yeah, it's un- unfortunately it's 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 sad and this is how it goes. So that's you, the system. That's the system. So you come out and you talk to you know your attorney, and that's the first time you got. And at this point, they're giving you an offer, right? It's like, hey, uh, Dave, the offer is six years prison, oh. right? I mean, you, you, I don't know how anybody could even respond to that you understand me it's like yo i just found out what's going on here what they're alleging i'm telling you it didn't happen like that and the offer six years and on top of that that da might say if you don't take it now uh we're gonna It'll be up the charges we're gonna up the charges we're gonna add this this and that now think about it if you're in custody during this time right they're jamming you up they're jamming you up and the criminal defense attorney is kind of limited on what I could do. This is a time to either negotiate or say, no, we're going to fight this, right? But I got to try, advise my client, like, listen, DA said, if you don't take this. They could add this, 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 this. Right. Based on what I've read, they could add that. And now your max exposure is 20
0: years. Oh. So let's say I'm, I'm that guy. I didn't do it. Right. I absolutely didn't do it. I wasn't there. So...
2: You're there, you tell me I didn't do it, I wasn't there. I'm like, cool. All right. So, F the DA, let's rock. Okay. What do I need to do? Tell me who I need to talk to. All and right. Because say- I wasn't there. Because, yeah. look, all I all I have at this what point he tells is what he tells me <laughs> right. and what the police report says. Right. The police report is going to be kind of in depth focusing that, hey, it's you. Right. And I say, look, they're showing A, B, C, or D. How do we refute this? Okay. Right. And all I got is you. So at this point, I'm gonna be asking you, who has the information? Give me the phone number, give me the contact info well, so I can at? send out an investigator. Right. Right. Now you come to this part where it's like, dude, I don't know the person. Oh. Uh I know him. He lives over here. He lives over there. I just met him that day. You know what I'm saying? So they right. give you know, it complicates things. And how could they help you out if they're in custody?
1: You understand right. me? Yeah.
2: So they're kind of jammed up. Think about it, being in that position. I can can
0: even imagine, you know, especially if you've never been to county or, you know, you're in county, you're already freaking out. You know, it's just everything that goes on in there. You're facing max 20 years, and I'm telling you, trust me, I didn't do this. Can't afford a private attorney. I'm just depending on you. Families out there, just whatever. Yeah.
2: So right off the way, you know, and I tell this to everybody. I'm like, listen, I'm straight up with you. Okay. I'm not here to BS you. I'm not here to treat you like a baby. I'm going to tell you straight up exactly how it, things are going. And I need you to do the same with me. Okay. Right. You could lie to your parents. You could lie to your girlfriend and tell them the sob stories. Cool. Be straightforward with me because I need to know what I'm dealing with. And that's the only way I could help you. Right. right? So don't lie to me. Like, yeah. if you did it, you did it, cool. Let's figure out a way how we could minimize, minimize this it. or, or, or yeah. stuff like that. Because my job is to represent you. right? Whether you did it or not, that's, that's not a concern. My job is to represent you. You could be guilty, okay, or I could be convinced. I see a video, look, that's you, that's you. You understand me? But if you want to go to trial, that's your constitutional right. And guess what?
0: I will go to trial, and I will represent right. you, and I'll do the best I can. And a lot of people don't understand that about defense attorneys yeah. right it's not to necessarily get the person off it's to kind of like i read yeah. the exposure f- that that he's facing right absolutely my my job is to represent my client yeah okay
2: so whatever you want to do whatever he right. wants to do no one forces you to do anything okay yeah um but i get it they're 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 in tough situation like i said they're sitting in county and some of this is like okay look I'm going to continue the case for 30 days because I got to get this video, right? So there goes another 30, 30 days, days, you're in custody. And I got no choice. I got to try to get the video. I get the video, yo, it doesn't show what you told me it was going to show, right? So guess what? All right, now uh, let's continue to get this, you know? So all it this takes time, X amount of more time. Exactly. So all this time, you know, you're getting restless in there. You know, and then they throw you an offer. And DA throws you an offer, and at that some point, you know, the case resolves. I mean, I, I think like a good ninety percent of cases resolve at some point.
0: Ninety percent of cases resolve outside of the courtroom. I would
2: think so. I don't know what the exact I mean, Todd is, but, but a but, lot. But for I sure, I mean, if sure, if you're, you're sure. The, if
0: you're in the '80s, you know, seventy-five sure. percent outside of the courtroom. That's a lot of uh cases that get settled before they even go to court. Is it, beca- is it because? no, no, no. no.
2: I, I apologize. Let, let me clarify okay. this. I mean, cases even of people fighting it that are inside, okay? So Got when it. I say fighting it completely, is going to trial, okay? okay? Picking a jury, you're in the middle of trial. Very few cases go to that extent. Right. Most of the cases resolve at some point. There's a deal that's made between the district attorney and the and the criminal defense attorney. Right. And and there's a lot of things to do with it. You understand? I mean? Yeah. Like, like I said, every case is different. There's a lot of circumstances. So... Um,
0: what role does, uh, do you go to court with your client or with your, you know, with the defendant going up against the DA and you, and you have a certain particular judge? And, and, and do you just go sometimes to court and you realize, like, this is not the best courtroom to fight this case in because of this particular judge? Absolutely. Well, because you know, for example,
1: you
2: know, there's some cases where, you know, the DA makes you an offer, right? The offer is ridiculous. And you're like, uh, I'll just, we'll just go to trial. We got nothing to lose. Right. And we might be able to get some action from the judge because judges are different. They're different people, you know, different upbringings, different circumstances, yeah. right? So some judges are more lenient than others, you know, and especially if you have a case that you want to try to resolve and like, yo, man, DA is offering right. you four years Let's talk to the judge. Maybe the judge will give you three. And then you get sent out and you realize, oh, man, it's this judge. Uh, judge, judge is not going to give you any love. Yeah. Just know that. We go to trial, we lose. You might get a little bit more than what the D asked. You understand that's me? another thing to think about Absolutely. If, you're, if you're locked up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like I said, it's very difficult. I, I totally understand it. And I think that's what the biggest problem is. Because if you're in custody, how can you help fight the case? Right. You were there. Right, you're the only person that was there or, or knows more information, and it's hard for you to describe everything. Especially times going by, and I haven't talked to you. It's been seven days. Then I come in, introduce myself. How you doing? This is what it is. I mean, these are crucial times, right. right? You know, when they do when when the police officer does his report, it's like he's there. He interviews the people immediately right there, right, and writes a report the next day. You already behind state. the eight ball. Yeah, I'm way behind the eight ball, you know? And then at least if he was out, it'd be like, "Or oh, let's jump in the car. Where were you exactly? Exactly. You were standing here? Okay, let me see. And where was he? At least you're able to visualize, right, right? and see that. Because there's an important thing, man, just like anything in life, right? It's hard for me to represent you if, if you don't tell me everything. Right. I need to be convinced, right? If, I, if I'm able to sell myself and then then I can sell you right i could sell that story to someone else it makes but sense. but i can't i can't visualize the stuff if i don't have the information all i have is this one sided story that's already kind of complete you understand me one version of right.
0: it and and if the guy can't articulate that to you
2: absolutely it makes it so difficult and again going through the spectrum of the people right. right there's some people that
0: just can't can do it so it's Cause you might have a guy that's savvy right you know been there done that maybe beat a couple cases and he already knows the lingo knows okay this is how it works that's what i'm telling you right but if you got a guy that's brand new never been busted yeah, and, and and just is behind the eight ball no doesn't have any money no support on the outside it's kind of a it's kind of a bad deal
2: yeah it is it is so that's what like i said every every case is different
0: so do you believe in i i know they're trying to pass a thing where it says no bail you release the guy Right off the bat, with his promise of returning to court.
2: Absolutely. Well, look, just like anything, I'm uh, talking I, for I, vi- I do, violent let, stuff. Let's say, let's say violent stuff. There's a lot of misconceptions. Out okay, there. what you consider violence or the term violence is not what what we use in the courtroom. Okay, explain that. Violent crimes. So, so for example, what we know as violent crimes in the courtroom are like those ones that one are like strikes, You're going to state prison. Okay, guess what? Those people get no. They're not getting released, okay? High bail. It just doesn't apply to those individuals. Right. Those people are not getting released early. Right. It just doesn't happen, right? Now, you would think like a misdemeanor battery, you know, husband hits wife, you know, socks her up. It's a misdemeanor battery. Now that, I mean, yeah, you, you, they'll get bail release OR. Right. You know, it's a misdemeanor. It's punishable up to a year in county jail. You're not going to do a year in county jail. Right. Right. So I mean th- there's a lot of misconceptions there. They use the terms, yeah, but it's it's not what it is. So I always tell people inform yourself, right? Look it up. Look it up in the penal code. It's out it's out there. Yeah. Look it up to see what crimes are considered violent. What crimes are considered serious? what crimes are not you right. understand me like wobblers they say oh he got released on a on a on a felony Well, it's a wobbler that could be charged either a misdemeanor or a felony you know it's that's why they call it a wobbler right Yeah. and it's first offense it's it's a vandalism he just you know threw a rock so there's a the lot boat. of
0: circumstances to that a lot man a, a lot so the guy every guy you know guy stabs somebody in the street
2: yeah he's probably not getting yeah let's say legitimate you know, well, legitimately stab a st- guy
0: two times at a bar, whatever. Yeah,
2: so it's a strike, possible attempted murder. Look, he's not going to go home.
0: It's going to be bail. But it's going to be super high.
2: There's going to be bail. You know, it's going to be
0: 100, $150,000, $200,000 plus. How, how many of those 100000 150000 you see getting out?
2: Very few. Very few. Nobody, very few. Nobody's, nobody's going to put up their house for very, you, right? Very
0: few. Yeah.
2: Very few. So, again, case by case. Right. Case by case, but everything, everything. Does he have a long record? Does he not? You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I think. But a lot of people throw out a lot of things. Oh, hey, they're, they're releasing this, they're releasing that. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe somewhere else, in other places there are. But I'll tell you right now, if you're charged with a serious crime, like very, you a know, violent crime that's a strike, state prison case, guess what? Your bail's going to be up there. You understand me? Right. You could argue circumstances; you have the right to argue for or, right? And
0: but I see very few get get actually granted if they're serious cases. What about white collar crimes? A lot of people have, you know, the concept. I wouldn't say a misconception, but have the idea that white collar crimes are, eh, that's just it's fine. Yeah, when we get those cases are like you know, it's like welfare fraud or
2: yeah, stuff or like stuff that. like that. Yeah, we we don't. I mean, they're serious but they're not that serious. Like at some point those are going to get resolved. Okay. You understand me? Right. Like, you know, they're guilty, yeah, at some point it's going to get resolved. You're you're not going to do uh that much. Time. Obviously, there's other stuff where like if people are using, you know, embezzlements, like huge amounts of money, that's right. something different, right? But, right. But for the most part, like it's not as serious like stabbing someone.
0: Right. So your so your advice Somebody goes to jail, whether they're guilty, not guilty, innocently charged.
2: First things first, all right. You know, because
0: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, am gonna say this. This will, this will makes me laugh. Big first forty eight guy. I, when cops, when they used to let cops be big cops guy. The thing I always say, and I don't know if this is true, especially with cops, right? The cop stops the guy. The cop starts. A little light interrogation acts like he's his friend. Come on, bud, just you know, tell me what happened. It'll be easier on you, right? That's right, the, right, right, exactly. And the guy goes, "Well, yeah, I was doing that," and da, da da And I'm thinking in my head, he just told him this cop everything that he did. He's gonna get that's gonna be used against him. First forty-eight. How many times do you see them go in the interrogation room? And the it could be a kid, you know. Usually the older guys kind of say, "Hey, I'm not saying nothing," but the kid just boop. Talks to them for two hours, right? Yeah, they sunk themselves.
2: Rule number one. Okay. Rule listen. number one, for for everyone listening. No, no, this if is... You, listen, it, if you're arrested at any point or detained, do not talk to the officer. You could give them your name, your information, stuff like that. But discussing any type of crime, you said, listen, I would love to, but I need my attorney present. And then it's done, right? It's done. You yeah, and you, yeah, you, you, you invoke yeah so you know they could be sneaky about it you know and being around, but you gotta know and and let me tell you this I represent multiple clients that have been around the block and guess what they still talk there's something that's about wild. being arrested and taking it taking you in and being jammed up that somehow they just they forget you, you understand me I don't get that though i I, 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 mean, that's I the don't get it either I
0: say is if you got busted especially if you got accused of a crime you didn't commit. I mean, I would probably say, I didn't do it. If they start jamming me up past that, oh, well, this, this, we said, Listen, time out. Ask for your attorney. Let me get my attorney over here. Yeah, it,
2: unfortunately, you know, I have an attorney. Uh, I don't want to talk until my attorney's present.
0: Because I've seen people go, well, are, are they'll, they'll have an attorney later. And the attorney was, well, why'd you say that? You said this. Absolutely. No, no I didn't. They were videotaping. I didn't know they were videotaping me. What Whoa. did you think? Dude. There's cases where they have jail informants,
2: so they will put you in a cell, all right. Then they put in like an old timer that's been around the block, that's fighting a case, and they tell him, "Look, wow. get this information from this guy, and you know we'll give we'll hook you up." And they'll throw him in there in the cell. Little by little, they will start building a rapport. Two hours later, the other guy's just talking away.
0: That's hey, how it is. Any anything said, nobody. Absolutely, this guy's so, on his team. So first,
2: because especially if you have like, you know, someone that that hasn't been around the block. Yeah. They just start so you have this guts. guy with tattoos and he's telling, yeah, I'm in here for murder. I'm here for this. Yeah. What are you here for? You know, oh, really? Oh, man, that's messed up. You know, and then they start, you know, talking away. Next, thing you know, two, three hours in the cell. Oh, yeah, man. You know, yeah, I messed up. Yeah,
0: I, I did, did this, this because did that. of that. Yeah. Yeah. How often does that happen? More often than we not,
2: think. Not, not, no. I, I. Well, I could only talk by experience. I uh, haven't had that many of the the jail informant ones, but listen, a lot of criminals talk to cops. I don't care what they say. There's right. something about being arrested and jamming you up, and you having that guilty feeling in your head. You know that that scares you into saying stuff, thinking that it's going to help you, thinking that you're smarter than the police officer right. than the detective who is interviewing you. So if you're ever arrested, cops are not your friend. They're not there to help you. They don't dictate what's going to be the deal or nothing like that. Right. They're there to get evidence that either points to you or points against you. But most of the time, if you did anything, yeah, don't talk to them.
0: Just say you want an attorney present. So what happens after that? I I, I say want an attorney present.
2: Yeah. So you don't talk. So they'll stop. Done. Yeah. They're
0: supposed to stop. I, 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 it makes me laugh because you watch for First 48 all the time, right? Do you realize
2: it? Even when when,
0: when we know they have the guy yeah. because they pointed him up,
2: they already have everything. All they want from the guy is for him to confess yes, that he did it. Done. Yeah, and they're talking and they bring him some water and they're hey, bud. And friends. It's like, hey, listen, you know, you don't want to go down like this. You know, we're the only ones that could help you out. If you Tell let us, us know, we can help you. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe we can help you. That's, Absolutely. A, that's BS, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, how are they going to help you? You just killed someone. You understand me? Like, yeah. This, yeah
0: then Just then be the, quiet. Then, then you see them leading them out the the room and <laughs> the handcuffs. Now we're arrested. comes on. So-and-so served 25, convicted yeah. 25 years. Absolutely. So don't say anything. Don't say anything. Get your attorney. I mean, like I said, it makes me laugh because you can see, first 48, when the guy says it wasn't attor- attorney, you know, the cops go out the room and they're like, oh, he wants a lawyer out. Ah, yeah, you know, a- we're absolutely. Do- we're done. Yeah, it's, you know? that,
2: it's that simple. But uh, again, I don't know. I haven't been in that situation when, you know, where you're jammed up, you're arrested. You know, you might have been involved in something and you're just, you know, now it's, you're talking in front of a detective who's been doing this for years. Right. You know, and they're trying to get information from you. It's it's just something. I mean, they, they read you the Miranda, Right. Yeah. Your rights And it just doesn't trigger anything You understand yeah. me Because you've already been You know you're like in shock here What's going on right And then it's something that just makes you talk Thinking that you're going to get away Like no it wasn't me Because what happens is that A lot of time it seems like They give like Something that's kind of the truth With some lies in it You know like No it wasn't me it was Dave Right Dave was a shooter I was there but I didn't You know I didn't know I was going to go you know, yeah, I so fell asleep in the car and I woke up and Dave started shooting. You understand me? Some little truce in there. Exactly. So it's like, come on.
0: Yeah. yeah. But that, that sinks you. So you get busted. Don't tell the police anything. Ask for your attorney. Correct.
2: So now, so now, obviously, you know, they take you in. Right. You get booked. You get processed. Right. If you don't have money for bail, then you're going to stay in county. And either you're, you know, then when you go through the stages, right? That's
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. How many cases do you take on as a public defender, man? So, you
2: know, it it ranges. Every day is different. Every day is different. So, yeah.
0: I mean, are you having so many cases where you're just like, where just everybody's just a number and you're just trying to get through it? No.
2: So, you know, you, you go through the file, you read it and you're like, okay, so this is what it is. And, and you take file file one file one person okay and you deal with that right right so after i deal with that person i move on to the second file so one file could take you know talking to the client for 3 hours or it could take 10 minutes like the guy knows like yeah i did it hey the offer's uh you know probation get out like yeah i'll jump on it let's take, go let's go absolutely so right. you know 20 minutes right and then some cases will take you know a year because it's more complicated because, you know, we haven't got the right offer or we didn't get, right. you know, we're fighting it or, or whatever it is. So every case is different. So you don't look at it like, hey, I only got five minutes to handle this case. It doesn't work like that. It okay. might seem like that. And there's a misconception that, you know, criminal defense attorneys is like, we're just trying to rack them up, yeah. rack them up. I just, I it's just picture not that. a
0: big old stack of files right. and you're like, uh, he's probably guilty. Let me put it over yeah. here. So, Maybe I So for those
2: so that don't know, I mean, if you do criminal defense work, like, you know, I'm in the courtroom every single day. Okay, yeah. I know the DA, I know the judge. I'm there every single day. I'm there for hours, right? Right. right. So I already get have a gauge of what the judge is going to do. I already know an idea of this type of crime comes first offense. What sure. the DA is going to offer. So when I talk to you, like I said, right off the bat, I tell him, "Look, I don't BS. I'm not here to play games right. or anything like that. I'm here to help you. Okay? So I want to be upfront with you. So when I tell you this is an offer, like yo, it's legitimate." I'm not here playing games, you know. And the biggest problem we have is that, remember, once once you go to the courtroom and you're in custody, you go back to the cells, right? And you go back to counting. Guess what? You have a lot of, you know, these jailhouse attorneys, attorneys and other people that are fighting <laughs> cases and telling you, hey, that case is not worth that. You know, you should fight it, right? right. Even though. Everybody always knows it, better, yeah, right? Even though they don't know. What the rap is, or what he's being charged with, or right. what the circumstances the of the story. case is. Every case is different. Right. So we've had plenty of times where it's like, yo, my recommendation is for you to take these five years. Because of X, Y, and Z. But again, it's your constitutional right. You want to fight the case. You want to go to trial, cool. They're like, "Nah, no, nah, I want probation. I'm not, I'm fighting it. All right, cool. Like, they make it seem like, you know, I'm not there to... F- Fight right, right, and it's like no, I'm just trying to give you the best advice based on what I think, okay? But you want to fight a coup? We go to trial, comes out, middle trial, like yo, yeah, you know, I want the five. Like I'm sorry, too late now, right? Too late. Yeah, the offer is ten. You understand me?
1: Uh, Yeah, that happened
2: a lot. Yeah, it happens. Oof. And 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 it's like, dude, I told you. Remember, I was begging you. I told you what they have. This is. Yeah, um, it's because, you know, they told me they told me this and I'm like,
0: that's that's where the world where, where, where the term uh, counsel comes in. Right. I'm your Absolutely. Counsel. I'm trying to help you here.
2: Yeah. So and and again, I understand it because these individuals are in custody. So there's no it's hard to bond, you know, like if you were out of custody, you cut in my office and we're having we're chopping it up. You have your coffee, I have my water, boom, 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 right. let's discuss this over lunch, let's grab lunch, you understand me? There's that bond. Unfortunately, if you're in custody, there is not that bond, right? And it's hard for you to trust me completely, right. okay? And I think that's the biggest hurdle that attorneys have is to gain that trust from that from that individual. Right. I try to do my best and that's why I said like, you know, like look, look around, look right. at me and look around, I'm, I'm the only dog right here fighting for you. Okay, that's a fact. Look around, and and they'll be like, "Hell yeah, absolutely." Yeah. So, and I'm up front, and I'm like, "Yo, okay, you want to be, you know, you you get those knuckleheads, that they just don't know any better." And it's like, "Cool." I mean, it's your right. I'm here to fight right. for you, whatever you want to do. So, and sometimes they make the right wrong
0: decisions. Let me ask you one question: If the DA this is, this is a, uh, 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 I don't know if it's a myth or something that I've heard. The DA is coming back and he keeps offering you a deal. Does he really have concrete evidence on you? So, again, case by case, right?
2: Sometimes yeah. when the offer is that good, you know, there might be some issues with the case.
0: Right. Okay. Sometimes. Can you get a little sense of that Sometimes.
2: Yeah, and and that's why again, you know, the attorney, a lot of the job is negotiation yeah. and being able to discuss it, sit down and discuss it, and you know, and say like, look, this is what we got, you know, and right. have that good rapport, because if you keep on fighting, you know, you get more with sugar than you do with salt, right? Yeah. So you know, you try to be nice and try to find out like what, what's going on. Yeah. They never really talk Very few tell you, you know, the truth. Like, yo, I don't got the witness, you yeah. know, but. Yeah, sometimes it's 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 that they 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 can't prove their case. There's an issue, and other times it's like look, I've been around the block. I don't want to do a trial. I don't want to be seven days, eight hours a day in court. Right? You know what I'm saying? So I'm take it. This is what the offer is. Yeah. And sometimes what happens is that you have clients that are like, "Oh, they offer the three. I want to And now you're, you're, you're like, now you're pushing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now it's like, now the DA is like, all right, you know what? You're making me work. Yeah. No offer. No offer. Yeah. Yeah, Again, it's case by case, man. There's a lot of things that go, go involved. And like I said, every individual is different, right? Right. Different class, different upbringing, mitigation documents, you know, it's like a job interview. So all that comes in hand, that all that comes in hand and it's. It's case by case.
0: How now we're in the we talked about technology and the kids earlier. How big a role does video play now more than ever? Because video is everywhere. Yeah, I mean videos everywhere. I I don't understand how people do crime. You know, once again, first forty eight are these shows. You know, they'll go like this guy was driving down this street. Uh, we saw that case of the guy that that the officer shot him in South Central. They had like cameras on the block from the houses and they got yeah. that footage to get everything shown pretty much of every step of what happened you know from him crossing the street on his bike to them stopping him to fighting with the cops to another camera across the street where he actually dropped the gun and then when they shot him
2: it's huge video video right now is huge right um because now now even you know police officers need to have video right supposed to so, yeah supposed to and some like i i've seen videos where they turn them off yeah okay Again, I'm not trying to criticize. There's very few of the police officers. But as a defense are, but, attorney,
0: you got to think like that, right? Oh,
2: absolutely. So I'm like, "Oh, all of a sudden, I'm playing the video and all of a sudden it just shuts off."
0: That's like, a defense attorney I want. Yeah.
2: So I, you know, have a case where like, you know, allegedly the defendant uh confessed, all right, inside a police department and there's two detectives in the room, but none of it was recorded. No. Yeah. Right.
0: Like, come on. No way. Yeah.
2: But it happens, right? But it's it's made things, you know, easier for bo- both sides, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to but- say. So with, with video nowadays, I mean, I'm surprised now when there's no video, right? Like right. if a crime happens and, and it happens in some business areas,
0: like, yo, there's no video. Especially if it's at a gas station Absolutely. So like-
2: first thing first thing you do is send out an investigator. Surveillance, you know, go canvass the area and try to get all the video possible, right? Right. Because, again, you know, you're trying to see from different angles so you're, you know, that's the first thing I do. Any type of crime, where 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 there's a hint that we might, f- you know, fight it and stuff like that, is that I send out an investigator. Try to get that video. Right.
0: Is the system set up for the prosecutor or for the defendant? Well, look, I
2: think the defendant, right off the bat, is starting. You know, they're 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 down seven zip. You understand me? Yeah. Right off the bat. Let me tell you why. Now, Lord, let me ask you this question. Law enforcement, who do you think
0: they work for? They have to pick a side. Right. I mean, it would be under the term good, the good side. And what's a good side? The city they work for, the state they work for. So,
2: police officers should be, or investigators should be neutral, right? Like,
0: Police investigators? They, are, oh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, say yeah. police officers. Yeah. They're out there Detective. because they don't
2: prosecute. Yeah. Remember, the district attorney is the one that prosecutes. Right. And they go based on the information that, that detectives or police officers gather. Okay. okay, So their job should be, you know, they're neutral parties. They gather all the information and give it to the DA. Now, DA, you do your job, right? right. Whether or not there's a crime involved and stuff like that. Again, I, the reason why I feel like the defendant is, is playing behind the eight ball is because... Once they're arrested and stuff like that, who is investigating for the defendant? You understand me? Yeah. Who's trying to contradict, right? What what the report says? Nobody. No one. Not not in the first early stages, right? A shot just happened right now. All the information is gained sort of one way. So who is getting the other side? And trying to investigate and trying to, you know, get all that ev- evidence, crucial evidence early on. Nobody. No one. Again, because of the way the 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 system is kind of set up, you know, the, the earliest is probably like a week when you're in custody. Right. And after we discuss and I get your story and stuff like that, you know. Your changes
0: to the justice system. Like I think, I, I, I think I, I a lot that, of it I mean, has to
2: do with lack of experience, man. I i I think th- I think they need to have more people, you know, that have been through around a little bit. Absolutely, you know, because uh, rough uh, rough upbringings, right? Right. Or or knows, you know, know about gangs, right? Or know about slang, and you know how easy it is just to get caught up and smoke weed and throw a rock out a window. Common upbringing, you understand right. me? I think there's a lack of that. You understand me? Yeah. Like if. How how are you going to understand if I talk to you and I try to sell you on a person if if you never
0: experience what they've experienced? You understand me? And they're the ones making you an offer, right? It's it's very it's very difficult. I mean that's that's in life, right? We yeah. want somebody. I mean, we go to work, we try to connect with the guy that maybe has a Raider hat on, and we right. can kind of connect, or he seems to like the same thing I have, or maybe has a car like mine. It's it, it's very hard to connect with the guy that doesn't talk to nobody and pulls up in the Mercedes and, you know, and just goes straight to his office. I mean, you want to have some sort of rapport with that guy and, and understand that guy, and it's difficult sometimes d- to do that. But if you see somebody that's, hey, kind of like me, right? I always say that. I mean, some, you know, I, may, I, I, I think I said this on one of the last podcasts, but the rules without relationship cause rebellion. Right. So you can't set all these rules and not have no relationship with somebody because – It's just, they're just going to rebel. Right. They're just going to rebel. Right. It's crazy, man. Now, for anybody out there listening, man, very unique story. And people that say they can't make it or they can't change their life, bro. What's your advice to them? Young guy got caught up just like you were. Right. So,
2: I mean, look. It's clear through the podcast, and I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, right? So it's very clear for the that young person out there, for that person who feels that they're stuck, that they can't move forward. It don't matter where you come from, what what you what circumstances you dealt with. Okay, as long as you have faith, as long as you're willing to put you know sacrifice and put in the hard work, you're gonna get there. You understand me? Because there's nothing that could hold you back, right? Right now, if someone someone can't find a job, no, you don't want it bad enough. You understand me? You got to get up and you got to get it. That's, that's how it is. You got to get up and you got to get it. If I did it, if other individuals did it, believe me, you could do it. You understand me? But the thing is this. You got to have that drive. You got to want it. Right. You know, nothing's going to be easy. It takes hard work. But if you're willing to put in that hard work, you could do whatever you want. I I I tell this to a lot of people. I'm like, look, in in my graduating class, when I graduated law school, there was a lady. She was like 68 years old, 68 years old. Okay, so if you're you're like younger than 68 years old, you could do whatever you want. You could become an attorney, an astronaut, a doctor, (laughs) whatever it is. A lot of people just they lose that 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 idea like they have doubt. You understand me? So you got to clear that, you know, throw that away. Focus. Have that dream, that goal, what you want to do and, and push, you understand me? There's push, there's a lot of people That that will help you When you're, it's, it's amazing But once you realize what you want to do And you take steps towards doing that Doors will open You understand me? God played a, a central role in my life In doing that um, So Like I said, push forward You could do it, whatever it is you want to do You're never too old so if you're thinking there, you're like, "Hey, I'm too old to do this." Uh, uh-uh,
0: that's nonsense. I remember when you first became an attorney, and I told you, uh, they always tell me I can. I, Melissa always tells me I can be a great attorney because I, I I can argue with anybody, and I, I usually win. And I, I remember I t- I told you that, and then you go, "Why don't you become an attorney? You can do it, absolutely." And so I was I was uh, I, I had thought about that today. You know, and I was thinking, I remember when you said that. And when you said that right now, it was exactly what you told me back then. Is this the only limitations is just you? Yeah. Make a decision on what you want to do. So for those people listening out
2: there that don't have any goals or anything like that, sit down, really take some time and, 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 and think about what you want to do in life. Right. It'll matter what it is. Stay away from those negative people. Think about what it is that you want to do. You want to be an attorney. You want to be a doctor. You want to be an astronaut. Write in a piece of paper. All right, think about it and say, okay, that's what I want to do. All right, cool. Now comes the hard part, right? Because you got to work at it. You got to put it into practice. Absolutely, but it's never too late. It's never too late to do what you want to do. You've, you've, you know, you've heard the people in the podcast, right? Not everybody was just you know handed a silver spoon and just did what they want to do, right? They had difficulties coming up, but guess what? At some point, they they, they realized, nah, this is what I want to do, and they started putting in that work. So. Focus, have a goal, and get away from those negative people, right? right? You're only as strong as your weakest link. So if you're hanging around people with no goals, that are not talking about, you know, bettering themselves or, you know, making big money or stuff like that, get away from those people because they got no goals and they're going to hold you back, right? Right. You hang around people that are just, you know, let's say, they're just sitting back smoking weed and watching Netflix all day. How are you going to motivate yourself to get up and say, like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to start a business or I'm going to go to school or I'm going to do this or do that. They ain't helping you and they're not going to push you. But once you put yourself in that situation, you're starting to work towards that doors open up and you start associating with people that have the same mindset. They start pushing you and start right. competing. Guess what? Next, thing you know, a couple years later, that's what it is. Your right? surroundings. Absol- absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, when young. You surround yourself with people that, you know, you're looking for trouble or you're, you know, same mindset. You're going to find them. You'll attract them. It don't matter where it is. You're into trouble. You're into getting high and stuff like that. I could move to Kansas City. And guess what? You're going to attract those people. Somehow you'll find, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You'll find the dope man and you'll start buying the drugs. Right. So um, surround yourself with people. That are better than you That'll push you That'll motivate you You understand me But again The biggest thing is that Don't ever think that
0: it's too late For you to do whatever it is That you want to do That's a good one man That's good And then lastly Art I know Faith Especially in the last few years Has played a big role in your life Absolutely Um, I know that you're going on I heard you're going on A mission trip soon yeah, planning on going to El Salvador. Now, this is not your first mission trip, I heard.
2: No, I went to, uh, my first mission trip was to the Philippines. Wow. Yeah, wow. that was a great experience, a great experience. Um, Like, I, I, I haven't talked about, you know, the role that God's played in my life, but huge role. Like, I, I'm a different person than I am now than, than what I was before, and God's played a, a major role with that. You know, there's been ups and downs, you know, with the walk, with the Lord, and... and Sometimes you're on it and sometimes you start falling back, but it, you know, there's struggles, right? But, but I know that every year I'm just, you know, drawing closer to God. And, and I tell everybody like, look, you're having troubles, you know, you got nowhere
0: to go, go to church, go to church. And believe me, God will help you. Yeah. First step right there. Absolutely. Such a good, absolutely. Such a good story, man. Well, I appreciate you coming out, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate you I, having me over here. You know, I appreciate you coming out, man. It, it uh, Definitely a good story. I think you always motivate me because you know, just like I said, when you when you tell me um, you can do it, you know, when you absolutely, told, I, I always thought, I was thinking about that today, and like, this guy told me that I could be an attorney. I'm like forty some years
1: old. Listen, it and don't matter like, what you do it.
0: It don't matter what you're doing right now.
2: If you're not happy, listen. We got right now the way I think about it. We got twenty years. Right. We got twenty Solid twenty years. The peak change. right now. Right now is the time to get it. We got twenty years. What
0: it is that oh, you want to do? Hold on, man. Let me let me look up that Pasadena City College application. That's what real I'm real quick. That's what I'm doing, baby boy. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. All right, man. So me and Cam will have one thing before you leave, man. This is what we call the Fur- Furious Five. Furious Five. Furious. Furious Five. We uh we ask you five questions. Right? Quick, quick answers. Okay. Or you head on out If you hadn't Turned your life around What would have Happened to you Where would you have been Any Any idea Prison Or dead One or the other One or the other Crazy story man Boyle Heights Hazard Tag banging Neighborhood Shot Arturo Pena Attorney at law That's right Better call Arturo
1: <laughs> that's right
0: in your life was success more luck or hard work
2: hard work absolutely nothing was given to me okay I want to make that very clear like I said once you once you know what you want to do there's going to be hard work behind it that's right? the only way you get it some people might get lucky right but overall it's hard work luck there's a out. lot of struggles
1: Absolutely. I mean, and, uh, you know, yeah. here
0: and there. Yeah, so you, a little, and, you know, a Vegas guy, man. I'm so a Vegas I...
2: guy. You know what I'm saying? So we know <laughs> luck is very I'm, rare. I'm surprised you said that.
0: You know what I mean? I'm, I'm very surprised you said right. it's more hard work than luck. Cause
2: Absolutely. I know you
0: like Vegas a little bit, man. So it's funny <laughs> you said that. Number three. If you had to give up one of these for life, never to touch Ooh. it, see it again. Ooh. Which one did you pick? I have three of them. The Raiders Your car so I know you got a nice ride now you, you moved up recently I saw that Or pizza You have to give up one I think I'll give up the car The
2: car I think I'll give up the car Over pizza Absolutely I. You know no. I, I'm, I'm addicted to pizza bro So Man. So that's Yeah I mean I could always get a new car
0: okay. Oh for life but, So what no car No you you'd have to get like an old Altima, silver one. Uh, I, I might give up the Raiders.
1: And
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how you know you're getting old, man. When you have to right? have a comfortable car, you know, and, yeah. and be cool riding around. I agree, man. Uh, let's go with number uh, number four. Your greatest accomplishment in life:
2: getting married, having kids. Nice. I mean, getting married, you kids. Now, man. I got four kids,
0: four beautiful kids. Shout out to my beautiful wife out there. Twenty-year-old art getting shot. Ever imagine having four kids, wife?
2: No, I didn't. I, I didn't think I was going to get married. I thought I was going to be a player for life. Player for life. <laughs> player for life.
0: <laughs> player for life. Short dog. Yeah. Hey, that goes into question number five. In your opinion, greatest rapper of all time.
2: That's a tough one.
0: That's a tough one. Great. I, I know you like rap. Absolutely. Greatest that's that's rapper of all time, in your opinion. Man, I, you know, I was going to say Ice Cube.
2: Then I see Tupac Size over there looking at me. Um, yeah,
0: it's either Pac or Cube. Cube's underrated in my in my book. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Cube's underrated. I, I Absolutely. If you take Cube's whole anthology, whatever you want to call it. All his.
2: All single work, work with West Side Connection. It's just, you know.
0: I, I think Pac is second because he has a he has a big catalog too, right? And when people try to put Biggie in the Biggie, only had two albums. I mean,
2: maybe, maybe if you're in the East Coast, I, I, mean, I mean, but I'm, I mean, a, I'm a West Coast guy. So, I, so right I think, off the bat, I was gonna pick a West Coast rapper because that's what I grew up with. I, I grew up with the '90s rap, gangster rap, and it was cute.
0: That certificate,
2: Abs- no, you know, all absolutely. that lethal Let, injection. Look, one, one of my favorite
0: songs is Gettlebird. Yeah, Dum- yeah. I mean, you so, can't beat that. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think I think
2: that's there, the way to and there's it. a lot
0: of people that have, have picked Q. I tell people all the time. Yeah, yeah, cubes up there, uh, and they're like, no, no, no. I go, I know what you're saying. I think
2: a lot of people give, 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 uh, you know, like Pac and, and Biggie because they're they're dead, right? Popular. Same, same thing with like Eazy E. Because yeah, Eazy Eazy to me would be Kurt you know, Cobain. You, yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: the the you know it's great, right? But the death of somebody really plays a role in absolutely <laughs> making them a legend absolutely. all the no, time. No,
2: but C- cubes hot man. It's uh, cubes yeah. underrated, bro. Yeah Better than all this rap that we're hearing uh, today oh, For man.
0: sure Hey man Appreciate you coming out brother
2: Anytime brother Anytime. Hey
0: I, I appreciate you Cause uh, from the beginning You've been a great supporter of the show uh, I know you've texted me and Said you listen uh, I, I, I uh, respect your opinion And uh, I know you always Like you probably tell the guy sitting in the jail cell, if my, if my show sucked, you would say, hey, man, listen, the show is not that good.
2: The show is basura. I would tell you that <laughs> if it was. It's trash, bro. We, 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 but we, it's we,
0: not. You, you need to step it up. So when you tell me that it's good, you're enjoying it, hey, man, I know it's good. So I appreciate you coming out, brother.
2: Thanks, brother. God bless, huh? Thank you, bro. Thank you.
0: All right, man. That's going to wrap up this show. With Arturo Pena, attorney at law. Uh, Right now, he's uh, working as a public defender for a certain county. But uh, soon, he'll be working as a private attorney. Any questions
2: or concerns, you can reach me at ADP Law. ADP Law. On
0: Instagram. Word. So we're out. Y'all have a good day.